how was your day so far? It's been great. Yeah, having a good day. How about you? It's going good. Just finished cooking dinner, so. That sounds great. (laughs) So, I just want to say thank you for coming on to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, let's start from the beginning. Um, Talk about your life story all the way up to now. Okay. Um, you know, where, where do you want to start? I have a, I've got a few different chapters. You know, I kind of, my business has been a big part of my life, my entrepreneurial journey. So I kind of got different, different chunks. Um, you know, I guess the great starting place is I was a dance studio owner okay. for about 15 years in, in Napa. Um, so I started at the same time I was a NFL cheerleader for a couple seasons, and I also started my own dance studio around the same time, and um, did that for 15 years and loved it, but running a a brick-and-mortar local business was 24-7, definitely a lot of of work. I had a staff of 10 instructors, a huge dance studio, um, and hundreds of students that we were serving. It was a great business, but it was definitely time-intensive which was fine until I had my first child. And then, you know, things sort of changed for me that I stepped into a new season of life where I really wanted to be at home more, have a little more freedom and flexibility. Um, and so that's what started me on the journey to creating my um, online business, which is called, uh, I, what I did is I packaged up a dance program I had created at my studio called the Princess Ballerina Dance Program. It was a very successful program for me and I packaged that up and started sharing that with other dance studio owners around the world. In fact, I've shared it with about 2,000 studios around the world to date and I started doing that seven years ago and that's um, sort of what brought me into creating a you know, fun and easy lifestyle based business that allowed me to be the mom I wanted to be, get that schedule freedom that I needed, and but without giving up the income, without giving up that business that I had worked so hard to create. Yeah, because it's definitely important to have a balance of work life, definitely. Absolutely, yes. So, and go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then recently, the night I sort of started a new chapter in the last year, um, you know, I'd say over the past seven years of having my virtual business, you know, people that we, my husband and I know in real life, I, you know, people I see at school, parents at school, and you know, people you see at barbecues, sort of in, in what I call the real world, um, offline, um, you know, would, would sort of always ask me, you know, how I started my online business, because my husband and I sort of live like retirees in our 30s, thanks to the lifestyle that a virtual business creates for us, um, and I always sort of shied away from any sort of business coaching in that capacity. Um, I just didn't feel like I was quite ready for that, or I just was happy to do it and didn't necessarily want to step into the coaching of it, and so I would always, but I always had people ask me, and I, I would just sort of refer them to a few, you know, good books that would kind of get them started and let them know how it worked. And then a year ago, I had a, an acquaintance who reached out to me, and same thing. She asked me, oh, would you help me start an online business? She was going to have her first child, and she um, was a actually a science teacher. And she needed to step away from teaching and having a baby. She also had some family that she had to 
taking care of the family with health issues, and she was needing to step out of the classroom, but wanted to find a way to package up all her years of teaching. She had developed a really innovative curriculum for teaching science, and reached out to me, and I at first did my same, you know, thing, no, no, I don't do that, sorry, but here's a couple books, so, you know, here's, here's where you can learn about this stuff, like, for sure, start my own business, it's the best thing in the world, but, like, I'm not going to be the one that teach you this but here's some resources and she was really persistent she you know followed up a few more times you know please please would you help me you know just get on the phone and I could just pick your brain a little um and so finally I said okay let me just get on the phone with this little woman and just find out what she's looking for and we totally connected and it was at that moment I totally saw the gap of what I had been doing, you know, not only my 20 years of business experience, but specifically the past seven years of creating a virtual business and very specifically a lifestyle based virtual business. And I could see very plainly this, this woman who knew everything about teaching amazing middle school science, knew absolutely nothing about business or online business or how to product productize what she had created in her curriculum in the past, you know, 15 years of teaching, and I saw very clearly what she should do, how she should do it, how she should brand it, how she could package it, and how she could make this work, and so I decided to work with her, and I had so much fun doing it, and so that's what spurred me to create my, I call the Shine Online Network, and it's a membership for women where I'm helping them now, in addition to that woman, um, create their own fun and easy lifestyle businesses and teaching them all about how to create simple digital products. Um, and so that's really the focus I'm, I'm doing now. I've um, decided to finally step into the, the, the realm of you know sharing this information and what I've learned with other women all around the world. And so I'm having a lot of fun doing that. Nice. The definition of empowerment of women. Absolutely. Yes, and I, I truly think that a virtual business is a way that, you know, I've found that I've been able to, quote, unquote, have it all, uh, and so that's what I, you know, strive to help other women do, and, and what that means is different for, for different people. For me, it's, yes, we all need to make money to pay bills, but the ultimate luxury to me is that time freedom for me being this, in a season of, of motherhood of a seven-year-old now I have a 16-month-old so we're back in baby mode again you know that that flexibility of sometimes kids nap sometimes they don't they get sick there's just it's every day is a new adventure every week is a new adventure so being able to have that stress-free flexibility to roll with the punches um, you know, I, my son's in first grade. I was the first grade librarian this year. I got to go and help the first graders pick up their library books every single week, and that to me is priceless. So, to me, that online business allows that freedom, flexibility, financial freedom to live life on your terms, whatever whatever that means. For some people, that's travel. For some people, that's that income that they can you know spend on whatever they want, whatever is important to them, or location freedom, you know, with a virtual business, you can truly live the laptop lifestyle if you want, be that digital nomad, or you can be a homebody like I am, and, um, you know, fund your your life however, however you want to set that up, so that to me is the true opportunity with creating a virtual business, absolutely. Nice, and you definitely worked hard to get to the point where you're at in your life, so you deserve to relax every now and then. Perfect. Yes, I 
perfect. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so your next topic is why would someone want to start an online business? Well, you know, I think it's in the vein of what I was just talking about. It's it's really creates space and freedom to do what it is you want to do. It really lets you live life on your terms. And you're right in the beginning when a new member joins my Shine Online Network or hires me to work one on one with them. You know, there there's a learning curve. Like anything, you learn to. to Cook French food, there's going to be a learning curve. You learn to drive a car, there's going to be a learning curve. Learning how to create digital products and learning how to start an online business, there's a learning curve. But it's it's certainly worth going on that path because the payoff is, is that time freedom and it's that financial freedom and it's that location freedom. So that's absolutely you know why someone would want to. And that's, for me, I think a lot of my... Students and clients resonate with my story. They very much identify with you know, stepping into the, the season of motherhood. Um, I would say a lot of a lot of our members are in two different stages of life. Either they are moms of young children or just having their first child, and they're just like I was with my studio. They don't want to totally give up their career or their business. They just look, they're just looking for a little more freedom and flexibility. And so, digital products and a virtual business can can give them that. And then the other side of it is I also attract a lot of older women who are, you know, have a retirement on the horizon. And so same thing. Now they've amassed, you know, this 30 year plus career of doing whatever it is they do or just even, you know, living life and just developing this wisdom and a passion in a, in a particular area. You know, some, sometimes it's people who have run their business for 30 years. Sometimes it's people with a passion, whether that's a craft or, you know, they teach music or they're, you know, really amazing at gardening. It's just this passion-based thing, but they have this knowledge base or passion of some sort and they want to, you know, package that into digital products and it allows them, again, that, that freedom and flexibility to step into retirement without completely giving up that income. So, Freedom and flexibility are, you know, the, the main reason that most people that I work with are, are attracted to a virtual business. Nice, because I know as you get older and you start getting near the age of retirement, you worry about your funds, house, everything going to be taken care of. How are you going to be taken care of the whole nine? So. Right. Well, there's a difference of, you know, surviving and thriving. And it's like if you can generate, if you're a retiree, you know, you maybe have your 401k or pension or just savings. But for a lot of retired people, they, you know, they're going to be maybe taking a step back in in their, you know, their day to day living. And if you can generate $500,000 or more a month, now this is money that you can use to do fun stuff, you know, travel, and and so for, for a lot of people, it's, it's that additional income that can really be the difference between, you know, surviving and thriving and, and living your best life after retirement, so, yeah. Nice. So, I know you've been talking about your Shine Online Network. Do you see any further expansion forward in the future? You know, um, I am... It's a funny thing. I, I kind of, you know, a Princess Ballerina Dance Program business is, is very successful. So 
and this new Shine Online Network is really about me passing the torch. It's really a passion project for me. Um, so I'm not as like goal-oriented with it as I typically am with my businesses where it's like my bread and butter and this is like what's feeding my family and it needs to grow, it needs to hit these certain marks. This business, uh, Shine Online Network, is really, I mean, I want to help whoever wants to come into this world and, and learn fun and simple ways to package up their passion and expertise and ideas into simple digital products. You know, I am, it's so rewarding for me to pass on that, that knowledge and, and support women in doing that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's whoever, whoever wants to come along, but, um, I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, it's, it's a total honor and a privilege to welcome women into this amazing world of digital products and, and virtual business. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate all the knowledge and wisdom that you have attained over the years to share with them. Because I know not a lot of people want to share how they their success stories, what the process, how it took to get to where they're at today. So, sure, yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know, I'm one who I've always hired business coaches. I've always invested in knowledge courses, whether it's a book, whether it's a coach, because it truly can shave off decades of time of, you know, you can learn how to do it yourself the hard way, or you could, you know, hire a coach and, and get those best practices because a lot of stuff that's worked for me is not necessarily, you know, would be your first guess. It's sort of, some stuff is, is intuitive, but some things are a little bit, you know, maybe the opposite of what you would expect. So, Certainly, I think it can be a shortcut and a way to leapfrog your success when you, yeah, learn from someone who's sort of gone ahead from what, and, and is doing what you'd like to do, for sure. Right, because everybody's learning curve is different. Some people can get it quicker than others. Some takes time for them, so. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with virtual products, uh, the biggest roadblock for people Certainly what I help people with inside the Shine Online Network and private clients I work with is, you know, that imposter syndrome because I think, I mean, everybody loves the idea, of course, of having a virtual business and, you know, making money while you sleep. I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't love that idea? Clearly, everyone loves that idea. Then the, the challenge is then people think, oh, well, that, you know, other people could do that, but who would buy anything from me? Or they think, you know, what, what would I even offer and how you know or they think you know this already exists why would anyone buy my version of this why why would they buy my tomato course there's already other people who teach about tomato growing why would anyone buy my dance program curriculum there's already other dance curriculums out there and so you know really helping people to understand that truly if there's a virtual product inside of everybody um and i i compare it to you know the Food Network, you know, there's all the different chefs on the Food Network, and a lot of them are, te- are, are doing similar recipes, you know, they might all have their fried chicken recipes, five chefs might all have five different fried chicken recipes, but, uh, you know, Rachel Ray has her little extra spice she puts on it, Bobby Flay maybe uses a grill instead of the oven, you know, they all have their perspective, they all have their style, they all have their personality, and that's how it is with the women I work with as well. Like we all have our own voice. We all have our unique experience. And it's so the product you create and the knowledge you pass on and the passion you pass on through digital products 
even if there are, you know, a hundred other versions of that in the world, it doesn't matter. There's only one you. And that's really what we're working on. So A, it's giving people the confidence and belief in themselves that their ideas have value, their perspective has value. And then number two, you know, really helping people step into their their themness, right? So right. really being clear on who they are and what does make them different and what about your experience is unique and like let's really lean into that because that's that's what's going to just attract your people to you i often say everybody can do the same thing i think it's how you message it and how you put your own spin on it that's gonna make you stand out absolutely well just i mean look at the podcasts and there are well millions of podcasts but there's something for everybody, right? right? And everyone has their own voice and experience. And the way you interview is going to be different from someone else's interview. And your perspective and the type of questions you answer are different. So, you know, and, and people are just naturally attracted to their other people in the world. I think that's the amazing thing about the internet and, and podcasts and virtual businesses is you will just attract like a moth to the flame your your kind of people, right? And right. it doesn't really matter who else is out there doing a podcast or selling a product or with an online business. You are going to attract your people. I really think the podcast scene really took off during the pandemic as well, too. Yes, I, I don't know any of the stats, but I would imagine that there was a huge spike in growth at that time. Yes. Because everybody, majority, were at home, so you couldn't go anywhere. So it's like I had to find something to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, and tie that in with you know the great resignation. A lot of people at home, and a lot of people during the pandemic. You know, I think that's you bring that up. That was a, a, a reset point for a lot of people. You know, we were all home. We all had this pattern interruption from our normal day-to-day -day lives of here's what we do every day maybe we've been doing the same thing for the past 10 years 20 years whatever and everything stopped and everyone had to pause and we we're all left to sort of think and it was an opportunity to sort of reflect on you know i know for me it was like you know do i need a volunteer for all these activities do i need to be in charge of all of these things can i just do what i'm really passionate about you know does the schedule have to be so busy um and and then you can come back and sort of be like well you know what is important to me or you know maybe i should start a podcast or maybe i don't want to go back to that job with that two-hour commute every day hey i kind of like working from home you know i think a lot of people discovered that so you know that's all to say you know that's sort of the under the underlying um, I think inspiration for a lot of people during the great resignation is this, this great um, reset button was hit for people to, to redefine what was important to them and how they wanted to spend their time and how they wanted to work and what they really weren't willing to do anymore for their jobs. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all interconnected. Right. Also, I just feel like it was a time for everybody to have self-reflection, like you've been speaking on. What do you want to do next? And I just feel like it was God's way of saying, just sit down, pause. Is this what you really want to do the rest of your life? If not, you can change it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I do think, you know, obviously there's been a lot of challenges with the pandemic, but I think that was one of the silver linings is you're right. It was this opportunity that we were all sort of forced to have this, you know, opportunity to reflect. And then, yeah, like you said, 
potentially make make a new choice moving forward. So I think that's the the opportunity we've all been given right now. Right. So your next question is a bonus question. So talk about some of the challenges since you've been married and motherhood. Some of the challenges. You know, I I think for me, um, it's really been, I, I do try to, a lot of my identity as an adult has been linked, you know, my entrepreneurial journey. Because before kids, you know, I, I sort of enjoyed working all the time, literally working 24-7, you know, and, and never taking a vacation and just, you know, seven days a week, but it was, I didn't think of it as work. I, I loved running my studio, and if I wasn't actually teaching, I was working on the marketing, I was working on the growing of my business, and I really loved that, but I had total freedom to, to do that, and I think the biggest challenge for me becoming a mom, and so that's why I sort of identify with the, the term mompreneur, is... You know, when you have children, that that total time freedom goes goes out the window because now there's these little people who, you know, they have their sometimes have their own idea of what the schedule should be, and sometimes they'll stick to that nap schedule. Sometimes they won't, um, and that is the challenge of you know trying to now run a business um, with those you know, with being able to be flexible, but also that I think has opened a new journey for me. It's certainly a new adventure every day. You truly don't know what to expect in business. You don't know what to expect in parenthood. You don't always know what to expect in marriage. So it's this grand adventure that forces you to improvise and forces you to problem solve. And and of course, there's lots of really exciting joy along the way that you, you know, wouldn't even expect and you wouldn't have even had the opportunity to experience without being there. So I'd say certainly being married and certainly having kids puts you in the state of vulnerability, but also this amazing new opportunity for to grow as a, as a human. And so I think, you know, it presents new challenges, but also all these amazing new opportunities as well. I totally agree. Life is all about growth, right? Yes, I mean that's, that's exactly. I think we're all here to to live this human experience, and everyone obviously is here on their own own journey. But it's it is about that that personal growth and development, and um, overcoming challenges, and becoming you know the best version of yourself, or just just growing and learning learning as you go. So yes, I think that's what it's absolutely all about. Yeah, it's like being a sponge, just soaking up as much information as you can. Uh-huh, uh-huh, for sure. So, your next question is, what is an information product anyway? Yeah, so, you know, I do think a lot of people, that's that's a question that comes up, like, well, what the heck is an information product anyway? So, I think it really be a lot of things. I think, um, in this day and age, a lot of people are familiar with an online course. So that's an example of an information product. Um, you know, when I ran my guest studio, uh, you know, I opened it in 2003. At that point, um, and in my quest to sort of grow my business, I really immersed myself in the world of marketing and came into sort of direct response marketing. And in that world, there—that's when I was first introduced to 
quote unquote information products. And at that point, early on in the internet days, an information product was like a correspondence course. So you would maybe order how to, I don't know, train your dog. And then you would get a box in the mail with CDs or, um, and, and like a workbook. And so that's, you know, traditionally, historically, what an information product was. Just literally sending information through audio, video, written word. Now, in this day and age, with the digital era, it's made it so much easier. But essentially, it's that same idea. And I like to use my Princess Ballerina dance program as an example because it's really the easiest and most simple digital product and information product you can create. And uh, that is, I do pretty much everything is on a PDF file. So my Princess Ballerina dance program, dance studios sign up to receive um, every month. I send them a new theme lesson plan and they use it for their three, four, and five-year-old dance classes. So like preschool, kindergartners. Um, and I'm literally once a month sending them via email a PDF file with a lesson plan. Do this, do this, use this song, use this theme, pretend to be this. I'm giving them imagination, um, giving them a song, suggestion, giving them a lesson plan. But in terms of product creation, it's a PDF file. And then I also give them principles. So I'll do a certificate. So if the theme for December is Winter Wonderland, I will have the Winter Wonderland themed lesson plan. But then I'll also give them a blank certificate that's themed Winter Wonderland that they can print out for all of their students. Write their name. You have a great job participating in the Winter Wonderland themed lesson. Um, I, a coloring page that's a you know, ballerina in the snow or something. And they can print that out and give it to their students. But from my perspective, I'm creating simple PDF files. But the value to the person who's paying for that from me, you know, they're paying $47 a month, $57 a month for that, um, that's saving them hours of planning. They don't have to, you know, I've already spent 20 hours creating that playlist. They don't have to spend any time. Um, they've got the lesson plan. If they're a studio owner and they maybe have 10 instructors, Instead of having, you know, teacher Alexa teach one way and teacher Emily teach another way, the studio owner can give them both the Princess Ballerina lesson plan, and now she has instant consistency across her instructors. And so, you know, for them to be paying $57 a month is saving them tons of time, tons of tons of energy. You know, it's a simplifier, um, and they're providing this really amazing experience that's highly marketable for them for their studio and so for them to pay $57 a month is a no-brainer for them and then for me you know for me to hit send on that email I could send it to 10 instructors just as easily as I can send it to 500 different studio owners that are my members um, and so that's an example of of an information product now that can be audio files it can be videos like a video course it can be pdf files literally the medium you use it can can change depending on what the product is um, and also what what people are comfortable doing a lot of times when people start creating information products they might you know for me i was really nervous about putting myself out there, had major imposter syndrome, so I felt very safe for me to create PDF files. I didn't have to worry about video, I didn't want to do audio, I just, it was very safe for me to create printable lesson plans, like that felt safe to me. And then, over the, the past seven years, you know, I've gotten more comfortable, I've created audio 
products. I've created video courses and, you know, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with all the different mediums. But in terms of packaging it, it can be, you know, it can take many, many different forms. And I'm sure your clients appreciate you actually taking the time to do most of the legwork for them. All they do is receive the file and then everything's pretty much in place for them. So that makes life so much easier. Yes, absolutely. And that's truly what an information product does for anybody's customer. You know, whether you are teaching someone how to grow a great tomato or you're teaching someone how to train their dog or you're teaching someone how to, you know, switch their kids to a vegan diet. I mean, whatever it is. When the reason people buy information products is it, they can shortcut their learning curve. You know, I know nothing about gardening. If I wanted to plant a garden, you better believe I would be buying books. I would be buying a course. I would be joining a membership around gardening because why figure out a subject that's so complicated on my own when I know I could pay $30 to get an ebook or I could pay, you know, $47 a month to get in some membership about gardening and learn from from someone who's been doing it for 20 years you know i so that's that's really why anyone buys any information product it, it shortens that learning curve and it it just helps you along along the way it definitely makes sense to go through that whole process especially you learn something new you know nothing about right so your next question is what lessons that your parents try to teach you when you were younger, now that you're older, that you still apply today? You know, um, I mean, lots of things. And I think it's like most great parents, you know, children learn by example more than necessarily anything that's coming out of their mouth. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of things I learned from my parents just seeing them on a you know, day-to-day basis, so the way they parented. But two things, number one, I'm very thankful that my parents always gave my sister and I just loads of freedom. We were never like overscheduled or pushed into anything. We just always had lots of freedom to be who we wanted to be, spend our time doing what we wanted to do at home or, you know, and so for me, I was a creative child. I'm still a very creative person. Having that freedom, you know, I just got lost in my own world. I, I used to, you know, make my own clothes out of paper when I was a kid. And then as I got older, I started sewing. I would make my own clothes. I would decorate my room. I'd paint my room. I'd paint my own furniture. I just very creative making, making, making. And so I'm very thankful that I had so much time freedom as a child that I could just be in my own world and create, create, create. And I just always had that freedom. Um, and number two, I'm very thankful and I'm very, um, I think as I get older, I think this is a little more rare. You know, my parents really always sort of instilled this idea that I could do or be anything I, I wanted to be. And, you know, you just have to do, do the work to get there. And so I always, you know, I never, um, if there's a goal I've had, you know what I want? I opened my own dance studio when I was 18. It didn't even dawn on me. I look back now, I thought, geez, why did I think I could do that? And I just, I just never thought that I couldn't, you know, the idea just never, never popped in my head that I, I couldn't own a bit, you know, that you can't start a business when you're 18. Um, and so I'm very thankful for that too, because I do think, you know, uh, as we know now, you know, <laughs> so much power and the way they shape their children's just confidence and outlook and the way they see the world. And, you know, if a, if a child hears 
they can't do anything and that, the, you know, life is hard and that, you know, you're not good at this and you're not worth anything. That's, that's what children grow up believing. So I'm just eternally grateful that, you know, I really did have a lot of love and support and really was always sort of told that I could be and do anything. And, and so that's undoubtedly, you know, helped me in my journey of life and being able to have a, a passion based career because I always just, never thought I couldn't do what I wanted to do. That's interesting that you said that your parents told you you could be anything that you want because I tell my kids that all the time and they're younger so I tell them I'm instilling this now into them so when they get older it's already in their brain like no matter what somebody tells me I can do it. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's so true. You know I think when when kids are young they do need to hear that and I do think it's a fine line you know it's like we also hear about the way kids you know everyone gets a participation trophy for everything so I think you know and I have young children as well and I so I I don't want to raise my children to be you know entitled little jerks that don't want to do anything (laughs) or expect the world to be handed to them on a silver platter but I think there's a difference between fundamentally letting your children know that you know they are you know worth every you know worth everything you know you have worth just because you're here you have the potential to be do have anything you want Um, and then the other side of that is yeah you know you learning how to, to continually move towards that. Sometimes that means working hard. Sometimes that means just not giving up. Um, sometimes that means just continually believing yourself and overcoming challenges when they come in your way, you know, and sometimes it's a timing thing. It's not always like a bulldoze your way through challenges. Maybe it's just learning to be patient until, until the time is right. But again, it's a sense of like not giving up and that you're worth you're worth your dreams and you're worth having, you know, whatever it is that you want in life. Listeners, I hope you heard that. You know your worth and know you can do anything. Yes. So your last question is, now you mentioned earlier about being a former NFL cheerleader. Uh So talked about how long you did it for and share some of your experiences. Was it pleasant? Was it unpleasant? Bye. Sure. Yeah. You know, I had a wonderful experience. I was in Oakland Raiderette with the Oakland Raiders for two seasons in uh, 20, uh, 2006-2007. And it was a great experience. You know, it was um, a lot of fun. Very unique experience. I, I think I appreciate the experience even more now, you know, almost 20, over 20 years later. Um, you know, I think when you're in your early 20s and you just... You just expect, oh, everyone's, this is, this is normal, this is life, you know? Cheering in front of 60,000 fans. And so I think now, as a mom, maybe living a little bit more of a um, less exciting life from that perspective, less glamorous life, that's for darn sure, um, <laughs> you can certainly look back and think, wow, that was a really unique, special experience because it, you know, the Raider fans are fabulous. I, you know, I personally never had any bad experience. Everyone was always very respectful, um, very kind. You know, they just love their team. They love the Ring Reds. 
Yeah, so it was really fun. You're sort of, I call it, like, being a pseudo-celebrity. As a writer, you know, everyone wants to take a picture with you. They ask for your autograph. So it's sort of really fun to get to do that sort of, like, pseudo-celebrity, have that pseudo-celebrity experience. Um, certainly, hearing in front of 60,000 fans was a remarkable experience. I mean, it's just the stadium is literally buzzing. It's so loud you can't hear anything. It's... It's just a buzz, um, and I just well, I just got chills just even remembering that that sensation. I can tell. <laughs> out of this world, yeah. So that was amazing. Um, I also was at, every year. Um, I don't know. Do they still do the Pro Bowl? I don't really. Yeah, the they they stopped it during the pandemic, but they brought it back. Okay, so uh, the Pro Bowl at that time was in Honolulu, and every year they send one cheerleader from every team with the Pro Bowl players, and they put together a Pro Bowl uh, cheer squad. And so I was elected to go do that, so I even got to get flown to Hawaii. We were there for like 10 or 14 days. You sightsee, you perform, you get to meet a lot of locals in Honolulu, um, and so that was an amazing experience as well. Um and then, you know, the Oakland Raiders, they also would fly us every season to, um, so we went to the Big Island for our calendar shoot. So that was another just very glamorous, unique experience. You know, we're not just regular girls, we're not supermodels. So the fact that we got to be, you know, flown to Hawaii, hair artists, makeup um, artists, you know, and professional photographers shooting our swimsuit calendar on the beaches of Hawaii, all expenses paid. I mean, what an incredible experience that was as well. Nice. I'm just glad you were able to experience that at yeah, this I point mean, in your life. Totally, yes, totally unique experience. And yes, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. So what were your thoughts about the team moving to Las Vegas? You know, um, I, think it's, I think it's great. You know, I, I am the Las Vegas fan. I you know, don't go anymore. I mean, like this season of my life, but at a younger age stage, I think it's just a fun place, and I think they could totally use an NFL team. Um, I'm sure the stadium is just beautiful, so I think it's I think it's great. For some reason, I feel like they're gonna bring a team back to Oakland sometime in the future. Yeah, poor Oakland. They are uh, they're they're losing everybody. Yeah. You know, it, it's Bay Area is great. Um, well, we've got a, we've got a few teams here, so you know, it's, there's a lot of politics with with the stadium and and all of that stuff. So they haven't been able to get it together. They've been trying, but yeah. I mean, Golden State did move to San Francisco, but I still consider it a part of the Bay. So it's true. Yes. <laughs> so at this point in my pod, I always turn it over to my guests. And you can ask me any question that you want. Gosh, well, I mean, what you know? What is your? You know, I love talking to other sort of entrepreneurs, people who are creating, and, and just hear. You know, what is your like big focus over the next twelve months? Like, what is there anything you're really focused in on and running towards the next twelve months? That's funny you mentioned that because recently I signed up to start my journey to being a certified personal trainer. Recently. Awesome! That's amazing. I love that. Yep. So I just started that recently because I'm I'm big into health and fitness. I work out five days a week. So 
amazing. And so is this something you want to do in sort of so one-on-one, like in, in real life? Or are you thinking of the, the virtual route? Huh. Think about it. Maybe both. Yeah. Maybe both. both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, podcast is doing good. Over a hundred something episodes now. Amazing. Uh, taking care of my boys. Working. Um, keeping busy. Keeping busy. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds all all good things. All good things. So before we end this episode. Is there any last message you would like to leave the listeners? you have anything new coming up in the future? Also, do you want to share any social media handles? Sure, yeah. You know, if anyone wants to sort of connect further, I just invite, if anyone um, resonates with this idea of starting a virtual business, learning how to create digital products, you know, I invite them to come over to my Shine Online Network. The website is shineonlinenetwork.com. And I actually have a new book that just came out, so it's not coming up. It's out. It's called Shine Online, and it's on Amazon. And you can also, if anyone's interested, can download the first chapter for free on the shineonlinenetwork.com website. The first chapter really talks about how simple digital products can be and gives a lot of different examples because I think, again, that's that first step that people need to take if they just want to dip their toe into this idea and start exploring it further. Um, is, is answering that question for themselves, like, hmm, what, what would I create? Um, and so that, that free chapter download can sort of help them start exploring that and start thinking about what that might look like for them. So yeah, shineonlinenetwork.com is the best place to uh, reach out to me or grab that first chapter um, or the Shine Online book is available on Amazon. So do you have any plans to write more books in the future or are you just fine with what you did now and wait to see where it goes? Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I can't believe how easy it was. I really put off, you know, I, I've always dreamed of writing a book, um, and I always thought it was just going to be way too big of a mountain to climb, and where do you start, and it's going to take years and years, and it really, for me, flowed out of me very easily. Um, now, this is it's a, short, it's a short read, but the process was, was easy, flowed out of me, I loved it, and yes, I'm absolutely have more books in my future. What they're about, I have no idea, but I love the process, and so yes, for sure, I will be writing more books in my future someday. <laughs> you never know, it could be sooner than later. That's true. So, I just want to say thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yes, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And you enjoy the rest of your evening, well, early evening for you. But enjoy the rest of your week as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. You as well. You're welcome. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.